you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Aww. Isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello, welcome to some All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, you haven't been visiting Adelaide recently, have you? Oh, I tell you what, I haven't, but it's uh, not good news coming out of South Australia, so uh, we hope that things can be... Thoughts with you? Um, remedied. Yep. Thoughts and prayers with the people of Adelaide. Go and get tested if you've got symptoms, as always. Um, and just let's let's go contract trace, Matt O'Kine. Contact it is, tracing. I think, I think that people who would be really good at that are the same people who spot someone in the background of someone's social media and then go, I wonder who they are. And then you go through and you find out, it's like, were they, were they dating before? Well, let's go back a little. And then do they, you know, find out all the... Uh, the the ways that they're related to something. Do you know what? You, 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 you're making it sound like the best contact tracers are people who want to know what their ex is up to. Yes, I'd say so. <laughs> I would say so. In fact, if you put that at the top of your resume, probably straight in front of the line. But in all seriousness, good luck to Adelaide. I uh, hope it gets under control very, very quickly. And uh, matter of time, we've got a big, big show today. We're going to be chatting to all-around creative powerhouse Tanya Hennessy, who's going to be joining us. Uh, we've got some excellent calls of uh, some sayings people have got wrong. And yeah, some of the things you've you've been getting wrong over your up. To, I mean, so, someone texts in saying, "I'm 40 years old and I only just realised this, you know, recently." Um, we're all going to try and get to that if Matt O'Kine can manage it because he's been feeling a, a little bit nervous recently, and we're going to find out why in one moment. It's all part of all day breakfast. A big hello to you. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Oh, Alex Dyson, I am I'm nervous. <laughs> Why, man? You, you're never one that strikes me as someone who gets nervous. Nah, mate, I'm feeling very nervous at the moment, actually. I mean it because... Um, have I ever told you about Sweet F.A.? <laughs> uh, depends what you mean. I mean, a lot of your stories, that's summed up as... <laughs> as that's where they end as up. what it is. <laughs> Sweet F.A., the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> is this the same as when you said to me, why have I ever told you about Monarch Cove? <laughs> well, well, yes and no. Um, Sweet F.A. Uh, it was a movie that I filmed out at Bow Desert, which is uh, about an hour out of Brisbane. Mm. The year just after I got out of acting school, I was uh, 20 years old. So this is 15 years ago. And um, there's a chance... <laughs> There's a chance that I could have been in possibly the worst film that's ever been made <laughs> in Australia. Okay, and I know, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a go at anyone who yeah. was a part of the creative process. Everyone worked hard to make it. Well, the reason why I say that is because it it, it never got an official release. Okay, there was so a it's premiere. not on your IMDb. Well, I think it is actually. It's it's just one of those things that it. We, it never got officially released. It was very independent. I mean, everyone was working for nothing. Did you get cast in it or was it like a group of friends and you decided to make well, a movie? Well, it was like I'd done a short film with them a few years ago and then like a few other people came on board and we all sort of made it together. It was a very big collaborative effort. No money. <laughs> borrowed, begged, borrowed and steal, stole everything. Anyways, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched it in 15 years. And <gasps> I got this memory on Facebook of when... <laughs> Of like some something, we'd been to the screening or something, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." 
<laughs> and so that movie. I, <laughs> I reached out to the to the director and I was like, "Can you have you got it? Have you got that movie?" Yeah. And he's like, yeah, actually I do. I just watched it recently just because I felt like a little bit nostalgic. I'll, I'll, I'll send it through. So he sent me through a link. <gasps> but I haven't I haven't watched it because I'm too scared. Mate, mate, <laughs> can we do it, please? <laughs> could we please have a screening? Because no, I've, no, no, I've been doing a lot of no. comics and chill, you know, with Kyra Wheatley oh, and no, Reese Nicholson. No, and no, so, no, it is and not so, I reckon a group no, screening no, no, where no, we can no, no, do no. director's commentary over the, t- over the top. No, 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 no. Okay, I will tell you right now. No. Here's, okay, and here's, 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 here's something I'm being genuinely honest about. It was made with, like, six dudes were, like, the main cast. Right. It was a very boy <laughs> film. Wouldn't hold up in, um, in 2020. Well, th- I mean, that's the, I, I just don't know. I don't right. know if it's pub- problematic or not. Sure. I don't know whether there's any jokes that are inappropriate. I don't know if, you know, any characters are using, you know, slurs that are not appropriate anymore. You know, yeah. it, was, it was it was a long time. I just, but I don't know. That's a thing. It could be fine. But I mean, you know I know that all it was, the people. You, you said it could have been the worst movie of all time. So what what in your memory sticks out to make you so sure that it was awful? No, it's not. It wasn't awful. It's just that it was the, it was... It was as good as everyone could do with what we had, and we didn't have much. And you had sweet, sweet effects. <laughs> That's it. So, like, we all tried. Everyone really tried. There was, there's just, you know, I mean, at one stage, someone's little brother was doing the sound. There's, there's, <laughs> you know, it's like you can hear stuff in the background of shots. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's not bad because anyone set out to make a bad film. Mm. It, I, I just don't think it was. I, yeah, I just don't know. That's the right. thing. So I'm. So I'm you're thinking... suggesting that we have a trip down memory lane? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm thinking, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like. I, I shout out to the crew and directors and everyone. It was a great time. Fifteen years ago, we all enjoyed ourselves making it. And I am a bit scared about some of the jokes. I just don't know what's in it mm. anymore. And I know that times change, so I'm a bit nervous about that. And I'm just thinking. I just want someone, I don't want you to watch it because I feel like you're, you know me too well. You'll watch it with completely different eyes. Right. All right. So I need someone, I need you listening. <laughs> I feel like I will, I want to send you a link. If you, if right. you believe that you have the chops to give it an honest and fair, please, I'm telling you, just watch it and tell me if I have anything to worry about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we want... We want defamation lawyers getting in touch, <laughs> no. okay? We want film we, critics. I don't want anyone from the Daily Mail watching <laughs> this, okay? Talking about some oh, some movie I was in where yeah. I, you know, said something that's inappropriate. Okay, I just, I want someone who is, is going to approach it with an open mind. Yep. But who is woke enough to understand that if this gets out, <laughs> that that it would it could be problem if, if there's anything problematic, I need yeah. you to watch out for me. Okay. So okay. I, well. So put in, forward your put, yeah. Go on, Daiso. Yeah. Well, let's let's put in your application to be the the official Madokine old movie reviewer. Okay. Look at it with a critical eye. Okay. Make sure that it's okay, and then give us a review. Yeah. Like get in touch with Matt.and.alex and we'll we'll, about- we'll hold some, you know, job interviews to see who's the I'll say victim who has to watch, no, watch this. No, look, it's not all about being problematic or anything. That's a small part of it. It's just give us an honest review about all of it. I mean, my performance <laughs> alone 
is probably more offensive than anything in the film, I can promise so you. What's, so what's the running time as well? Oh, I don't know. I think it's about, I think it's your standard 95 or so. All right, if you've got, you got 95 to 100 minutes to kill and <laughs> you want to do it in the worst possible way, please get in touch with us. We would love you to, uh, yeah, be our official movie reviewer and checker on behalf of Better Kind. How are they going to recognise you with all that hair back then, man? <laughs> I look like you. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, what would you do with a spare $2.6 million? $2.6 million. I tell you what. You can get some pretty good houses for 2.6. Can you ever? Mate, did you see in the Maldives? They're offering you can do a whole year in one of the overwater bungalows for 44K. What? Rent it for a year? Yeah, 44K. Oh! <laughs> mate, I do they pay that much they, at rent in Sydney. Do they throw in some podcast equipment? Because, <laughs> mate, I would, I'd give you the darkest days in snorkeling history. I'll tell you that. Oh man, but yeah, that includes <laughs> that includes daily breakfast, and they'll pick you up no. from the airport. D- airport transfers as well. Um, sorry, right. I just I just want to bring someone in here. Just uh, <laughs> producer Bron. Um, yes. Do they get internet over in the Maldives? <laughs> I'd like to join as well. Yeah, all right. Well, exactly. All right. We'll, we'll see what the budget for this show. But look, look. Okay, so that's a, that. The powers in comparison, two point six million dollars. Because if you had two point six million dollars, right? Guess what? Guess what? Someone um, in China has just bought. Um. Oh, not Australian lobsters. That's for sure. Denied no, them at the border. Yeah. No. Instead, they've brought. Uh, they bought. Uh, they bought New Kim. Who's New, New Kim? Kim? New Kim is uh, is a pigeon. What a pigeon! Yeah, a Belgian racing pigeon. New Kim for two point six milli. Two point six milli. Um, I'll, overshadowing... you, I'll go catch one down the street and give it to you for two point six. Goodness, why so expensive for a pigeon? Well, because it's a it's a it's a racing pigeon. Now, I had no idea about this whole racing pigeon racing industry i mean even during coronavirus there was there was news news here in australia that they were calling for the borders to be opened up because you know they want because some of these pigeons the races they go interstate you know so what happens is people people will set up they'll they'll take all their pigeons a big flock of all these different pigeons with different owners they call fanciers to like (laughs) this one spot okay let's imagine it's broken hill all right. Okay. Then they release the pigeons, and the pl- pigeons will fly sometimes up to one thousand two hundred kilometers <gasps> in a single day home. Huh. Right. Then the first one that gets home, right, if they all go back to the same place, mm. then the first one wins. Otherwise, to all their various respective homes, they figure out how far they've gone and how quickly they did it, and then it all gets ranked in a system. Anyway, New Kim is obviously the badass pigeon of the pigeon world. Yeah. And can can do some serious, you know. Breeden, and yeah. and that's what that's what's happening with New Kim knocking the old record holder Armando off the list. Oh, Armando the pigeon, he what, was bought I, for one point nine milli. I remember watching some of Armando's great races back in the day, <laughs> and the way that he flew from Brussels to the Hague over in Europe. I've never seen anything that fast. Do you know? Do you know? People are saying. Um, I mean, look. We we should say it's it's apparently cruel. Peter declares it as cruel. 
Right, okay. Like all racing animal industries, there's plenty of critics for pigeon racing. But Bill Absolutely. Laurie was into, you know, collecting pigeons, wasn't he? The Aussie cricketer. He sure as heck was. Absolutely love it. Sometimes the prize pots for these for these races can reach into the tens of millions. So uh these these people do things things that go on, you have no idea. You'd be making money on pigeons. Well Old Woods found pigeons on sale on Gumtree. Like it's like three bucks a bird. <laughs> you can buy pigeons on Gumtree. You release your flock of pigeons from Broken Hill and they all just end up in the car park of Surrey Hills Coles. <laughs> Looking for some salt and vinegar on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. But um, look, I thought I'd have a look into a few of the other most expensive animal purchases in history. Starting with a stag beetle in Japan. Now, most stag pe- beetles would uh, only measure about 5.1 centimetres in length. This one... 7.6 centimetres, making Whoa. it rare and a desirable collector's item. Wait, was it alive or was it like a yeah. stag beetle in a yeah, museum no, sort of thing? Absolutely, it was alive and it sold for around $90,000. <laughs> how long do stag beetles live? What's the life expectancy of a, of a staggy? I don't care how long they can live. Can they buddy fetch drinks from the fridge? Is that, can they do anything? <laughs> can they clean up after themselves? God, $90,000. <laughs> um, Miss Missy. There's a big cow yep, with huge udders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Absolute massive jugs. $1.2 million. Because Miss Missy could produce 50% more milk than your standard cow. <laughs> so $1.5 million. I mean $1.2 million. Miss, Miss Missy, goodness me. Yeah. Um, big splash. <laughs> Big Splash was a very large fluffy canine. I, um, surely a dolphin or an orca. No, no. a The perfect specimen of the Tibetan Mastiff. <laughs> right. Big Splash, uh, obviously, they're, they're, they're beautiful, very fluffy. Kind of look like a huge mop, <laughs> I believe, was bought for approximately $1.5 million in 2011. Whoa. Whoa. You could stay in the Maldives f- for life. For that amount? Yeah. Or you could get Big Splash. Or you could get a big mop and that you have to feed. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Little Nicky. Little Nicky's one of the most expensive animals ever bought uh, because it was the first cloned cat sold to an individual. Right. Um, cloned in 2004 after the original Nicky had passed away. Um, his owner, Julie... Went to the good people at Genetic Savings and Clone Incorporated in uh, California and got her original Nikki to be cloned. She renamed it Little Nikki. Cost her fifty thousand oh, dollars. So there gracious. we go. Shout out to our mate Little Nikki. There's been other dogs that have gone for more expensive, but uh, I just like the name Little Nikki. <laughs> there it is. Well, I think we. Sh- I think it's time we start the all-day breakfast. We'll take the collection tray rounds. You know, give it a few years, raise enough to buy a pigeon. <laughs> Thank you, Madokine. This is all day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. I smell toast. 
Now, you might have heard our next guest on uh, Hits Weekend Breakfast last year. She was hosting a show with Dylan Orcott and Angus O'Loughlin. She is a best-selling author, TV personality, radio announcer. You might have seen her on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. She's just released her second book. It is called Help Self, and we are so excited to be chatting with this incredible performer today. Please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, it's Tanya Hennessy. Hey! Guys, oh. oh. I'm so excited to be here, and especially because, you know, you wouldn't have felt this, but for years it was like you have to beat Matt and Alex in radio. You know what I mean? You have to beat oh, really? us? Well, because you are always number one. One. Oh, no. What? <laughs> no, we what, really weren't. What ratings were you looking at? You must have got Canberra. a different one to us. Canberra. Oh, Canberra, Canberra. ratings. Canberra, no, fair enough. No, Canberra, Canberra ratings, there was some two dudes like Scotty and Nige or something who were always, <laughs> always beating us in Canberra. So we weren't, we were looking at Scotty and Nige. It wasn't looking <laughs> at, we could beat Matt and Alex. They left and then we came in, we went down and you guys like skyrocketed and they were like, oh. We've got to beat these guys. And I was like, nah, there's no way. Like, we're on this podcast. Oh, well, well, I'm so excited to have you on our show because uh, you've been just smashing them. I mean, we've both got books out, but neither of you know, <laughs> neither have been on the best sellers list. So we're, we're all. Uh, Mine actually know. popped up on the worst sellers list. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, you know, my last book, Alex, was in the $2 aisle at Kmart. And, you know, I don't like to think of myself as someone with a big ego, but that, you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. I know. And your friends love to show, show you as well. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, yeah. spotted this in the bargain bin. You're like, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I looked at your book, Alex. Uh, the front cover design, the aesthetic is so beautiful. I actually said, can I have my book look like this? That Your book was the inspiration. Are you serious? That's incredible. Oh, that's very, very cool. Nice and bright and block letters. And uh, yeah, yours has come up really well. Help self. It's gorgeous. And actually, Matt, your book cover being black and chicken, chicken and chips is gorgeous too. That's a beautiful cover. Oh, you're Tanya, don't come on our show and just, you know, compliment us up and, you know, what what's what's the agenda here, all right? I don't trust anyone <laughs> that, who's That doesn't nice. take compliments very well, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like just three really, like, insecure people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, you've got to read Help Self because it's, it's, it teaches you all sorts of things. I'm sure how to take compliments is one of them, Tanya. I'm sure I well, read well, that in there. I'm the first thing I noticed is how to make the most out of a buffet. And <laughs> given over the over the weekend, we had to say we had to say goodbye. And I'm, I'm God. I'm probably going to tear up here. And I'm yeah. I don't want to uh, I don't want to bring the mood down too much. But we did say goodbye to uh, Sizzler. Yeah, I wrote a eulogy. I wrote a <laughs> eulogy for Sizzler. I'm just so sad about like buffets shutting down because I just mm. had this genius idea of buffet wear, which is just a moo moo with eight pockets in it, so you can secure lunch. Um, <laughs> but it's not really, it's not been the the best year for buffet wear, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, is I've, what about sushi trains? Are they still yeah, going? Is that kind of creative it. food delivery system? Is that Ooh. is that COVID safe? I'm stealing that idea. You're so right. I should bring back the sushi train, but bring it with like pastries. Don't you reckon? Well, I'm so train. surprised that sushi train, sushi is the only like food that's monetized the vehicular <laughs> delivery of it. Yes. I've realized this, that quite a lot of like Asian cuisines really do uh, uh, like come on vehicles because you've got the yum cha <laughs> trolleys. Right, you've got sushi train, you've got yum cha trolleys. Have you have you seen like the Korean boats, the like the boats of food that they do floating see? down? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god, guys, I'm stealing this idea so hard. 
Although, actually, I went to a restaurant in an old post office in New Zealand in Christchurch and they delivered curly fries to the table through that sort of um, air suction system that goes through and lands next to your table. You go, thank you. There's the curly fries like right they, next to your table. Like the thing at the supermarket where they, they'd they always send like coins or something up into yes. space. Yeah, like suction. It goes zoom oh and it flies out and God. pops out at your table. Like an Elon Musk hyperloop. I love oh it. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with that idea. I want yeah. to do something like that. I love making content. I'm sure you guys are the same. But sometimes you're like, I am just not funny today or I just can't think of anything. So like having a like a vehicle-based business of food just feels like the next best step. I think it's going to have to be the the one. But you could be creative at all times, Harold. That's what I love about you. In fact, a lot of this book, as apparently, according to the start, was written in the the littlest room in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I gave up on this idea and actually, you're ready for me to fangirl hard. I'm not hard. I listened to a podcast Matt did with Greta... Thunberg. uh, Greta Lee Jackson. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, you know, we were out, like, we, we, we recorded on the steps of Swedish Parliament House and, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was with Greta Jackson. Greta Jackson yeah. was a great comedian. And uh, it was, it's called Fail and you talked about sort of, you know, if you're not doing stuff, you're not trying. If you're not, if you're not sort of failing, you're not trying. So like, If you're not you're trying, sort of, then that's what, that's failing. Because people are scared. Yeah. Well, basically what I said is people are scared of failure, especially when it comes to arts. People are scared of failing so they don't want to write. Or they don't want to write the script or write the song or whatever. But it's like not doing it is failing. That's literally you are failing by not even trying. Yeah, and I very much have that same like ethos towards stuff. And, you know, when I first started making video content, people were like, oh, you know, you're so embarrassing making these videos on the internet. This was 2013 and I was doing radio at the time. And, mm. you know, they're like, oh, look at you making these embarrassing videos in radio, the radio sphere. Everyone's like, ugh. And I was like, they're not for you. They're for the audience, mm. believe me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy thought. And so, like, this book is all about, like, don't give a fuck about anybody else. Make it for the audience and make it for you and then just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That is my secret. I'm not special. I'm resilient. <laughs> the, front of, the front of the book, right, it says, um, you know, the sort of byline says, learn from my mistakes so you can make different ones. What sort of mistakes has Tanya Hennessy made over the years? What's one that really makes you just ugh, cringe? cringe? Well, I when I was working on uh, weekends, national weekends with Dylan and um, Angus, as you guys said, it's always been my job to do drive, always. Like I've, I still want to do drive radio. I want to do the Fifi Jules, Hamish and Andy shift. And I wrote a review on the Tanya Angus and Dylan podcast on podcast, like the, you know, the app and wrote, because mm. <laughs> I was like, if the bosses see this right, I could get tired. So, I was well, like, so you, reviewed, you reviewed your own show on, on iTunes. Yeah. yeah Under a, re- a pseudonym? No. Didn't. Someone who works online, make all their income on digital and technology, didn't realise they were connected. So this is what it said. <laughs> this show's amazing. Tanya's hilarious. <laughs> this show should be on drive. Why is it not on drive yet? Goodbye, <laughs> Tanya Hennessy. Oh, dear, <laughs> well, dear. Alex Dyson has uh, has sent in a text to um, Triple J requesting his 
his girlfriend's songs, but he he signed up with lots of with yeah. lots of different names, and they were all said underneath <sighs> it like the actual sender's name is Alex Tyson because no. they had his phone number on record. Oh, <laughs> they changed my. the system, Tanya, <laughs> since last time. It used to be anonymous texts. Now I texted in, and it's it says. <laughs> Please play this from Ian and Werribee. Am I the only person? I sh- out of everyone oh, here, I thought I'd be the one who'd be doing these things. I didn't learn my lesson from that podcast thing like three days ago, and you guys would know this, but Goodreads is like a review place for your book. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh you didn't do it again. Tanya. And so I wrote this book. <laughs> Oh my god! So funny. This book should be on drive. She should be on drive. (laughs) You know what's even funnier? People in my audience like know that I reviewed my own podcast, and they DM me all the time, or they comment below my content with "This should be on drive." You gotta love your fans, right? The fans are like they just they they they're amazing, you know, to back you every time. You've got incredible review on your book, um, Help Self, (laughs) on the back cover. Um, Not embarrassing at all. It's from Tanya's dad, who said this isn't my favorite book. Um, (laughs) Can I tell you? And this is no word of a lie. We so Christian Hull, who is a digital creator, really funny guy. We've been working together for years. He actually taught me to make videos. We used to work at SCA together, you know, long history. So we went on tour together last year. I did a 45-minute set. He did a 45-minute set. Come off the stage, last show in Canberra. My dad comes, get off the stage, and my dad goes, Christian's funny. Isn't he brilliant? I said, he's great. He goes, no, he's not great. He's unbelievable. And I just stood there like, anything for me? Anything. He goes, you were great, but I'll tell you, Christian. That is- <laughs> he listens to Christian's podcast, does not listen to mine. <laughs> or listen to yours and goes, that's Steph Tisdall, incredibly funny. She's brilliant. <laughs> and she is, and so is Christian. Let me, like, I'm not saying they're not great. I'm just saying, like, my dad's a dick. <laughs> All of those daddy issues add up to a mediocre career in the media, and I will take it. You've got much more than that. You've been able to do so many things, whether it is radio and now best-selling books, Help Self is available now. I got the podcast on Spotify with Steph, which is incredible as well. And we thank you very much for joining us here as well, particularly before we should go, we should also say happy birthday for yesterday. Yeah, massive happy birthday. 35. I'm old. Wait, how old are you guys? I'm 35. So, yeah, don't worry. I mean, my back hurts. Yeah, my back hurts too. I've like slipped so many discs this year. Oh, they're gone. Before I go, Alex, you know, the first time I ever met you and you will not remember this, and this is so funny, but I was working in uh, Toowoomba and you were doing the Chinchilla Melon Festival. Yes, going up to my friend's uh, hometown, Chinchilla, for the Watermelon Fest. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. And it was the melon skiing and people had to like put their feet in these melons and like, and Alex was like... narrating it or whatever, like it was the f-ing Olympics. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, it was so professional and so great. And it was the first time I ever saw Alex at work. And I was like, I, I think I went up to him. I was like, you're great. You're a professional. Like, I'm obsessed with you. You're doing so great. And he was like, no dramas, Tina. I was like, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Hennessy, congrats on Help Self. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show. And please come back another time. We'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Tina. Catch you later.
Now, Matt, for someone who talks a lot of drivel, you sure would have thought that you'd know the real word, but... <laughs> well, that's right. Over the weekend, playing some games with some family members and uh, and suddenly, you know, someone's like, wait, drivel? What's that? I thought it was dribble. <laughs> the whole time they thought, they were talking about 60 plus years of their life. Suddenly they're just finding out it, it's drivel. The drivel is a word, which, I mean, it doesn't really make... I don't know much about it either, but it's a word. Yep. I used to say you're in the walls because you used to bump into a lot of walls and it was bad for someone. Uh, so we have asked you, what have you been saying wrong recently? And Matt kind some pretty good text coming in at our Instagram, oh. Alex. Always. Uh, Kit.Sam says, I thought it was a Chester Drawers. Chester? Not, yeah. <laughs> as in it's... Let's go get a let's go get a Chester drawers. Uh, it was a type of drawer named Chester. Chester. <laughs> yeah, instead of a chest of drawers. Um, Pills ninety one says though I thought it was play it by year. Now I reckon that would happen all the time. Play it by year. Yeah, because if you were saying play it by year, and other people go um no play it play it by ear, that makes more sense. It play it by <laughs> ear. Um, I, I would say. Much more sense the year side of things. If, if you're talking drivel, was, mate. You're talking dribble. Um, Georgia, Georgia underscore M8 uh, says, my boyfriend always thought it was from the get-go <laughs> instead of from the get-go. How did he, how did he justify that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, from the get-go, it was, uh, it was just, it was just bad from the get-go. <laughs> I don't understand what all things, all bad things start with a gecko. We know this, <laughs> and we. Um, Nikki footballs underscore Nikki says I always thought that no rest for the wicked was no rest for the wicket, and the term originated from Test cricket. Well, Test cricket got a lot of ones hitting something for six. You know, they, it's coined a lot of terms over the yeah, years. Yeah, and it goes for a long time. So surely there's no rest for those people. <laughs> Five days a match. Um, but Tash B was on the line as well. Tash, you've always been, you've been saying a, a, a word wrong. Uh, yes, uh, I've always said uh, genre incorrectly and it wasn't until my husband, my seven-year-old at the time, corrected me um, when I said that it was Ghania. So, yeah, it was quite embarrassing. Wait, wait, you're gonna... Tash, was... Tash, you're going to have to repeat that for me. <laughs> the original world being genre... Yes. As in correct. the genre of film, the different type of film that something is. And how mm. did you pronounce it? A Ghania. A Ghania. <laughs> yeah. G-E-N-R-E. So you obviously knew the word genre existed, like yes. in the world. Yes. But then when you saw it written down, you just assumed that, that word was Ghania. Ghania. And I actually still read it as Ghania. I have to kind of <laughs> correct myself all the time when I say it. Yeah. Now, well, I'll have to say, Tash, <laughs> you can live like this for a long time, but it is the moment of realisation which is dangerous because when you find out it's crucial, you could be in a large crowd when this happened. How did, how did you realise that you, you were a little bit mistaken? I was actually doing a home reading task with my seven-year-old son at the time and um, we were reading through the list of these words that were all about groups, like um, couple, swarm, gathering, that kind of thing. And um, he came down to this word... And uh, when he pronounced it, I actually corrected him. I was like, no, 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 it's Gnia. And he kind of looked at me really confused. And my husband, thankfully, was walking past at the time and heard and uh, <laughs> delightfully implanted himself in the conversations that we were having and had me 
define the word and then ask me what it was again. And, um, I, <laughs> In only a way the lo- a loving partner can do the... Uh, Sorry, wait, what's it? The absolute <laughs> yeah, exactly. slow cooker. He's put you in there. <laughs> it's quite funny. My um, my son and my husband still make fun of me and our other two younger kids have picked up on it now as well, so they think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, oh. I'm going to start saying it from now on. Oh, that's because that's incredible, Tash. <laughs> Mommy, what's this word? That's gnir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tash. Amazing stuff. No worries, guys. Thank you. You're Bye. the best, See Tash. You later. Catch you. Bye. If you've got something, please hit us up, matt.and.alex. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. And Matt O'Kine, that brings us to the end of another episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Very much appreciate it. Um, oh, massive thanks to Tanya Hennessy for joining us as well. Such a legend. Doing so many great things, writing books, being on TV, everything. Maybe, um, I mean, she's good at reviewing her own things. Maybe we should get her to review Sweet F.A., your <laughs> incredible movie. Or if you, know, you feel that forgotten. you would like to be the official, um, the official Matt Alex movie reviewer just to tell us how bad it is, how bad we're looking... Uh, please get in touch, Matt.Alex. Maybe you maybe you are so sensitive to woke culture that you can be <laughs> our absolute screening board, you know, uh, my protector. Or maybe you love, 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 love dodgy movies, all right? <laughs> like maybe. So whatever, whichever way you see it, just put your application in, at Matt.N.Alex. We're going to leave you right now with something that I was reminded of when we were talking about racing pigeons. Okay, Matt, I used to get up early on a Saturday morning, watch some cartoons, and I'm... And I remembered this show, it was called Stop the Pigeon, right? Where Dick Dastardly and his dog Muttley were trying to oh, intercept yes. messages in the war. Speed and the races. pigeon was going on. He had to stop the pigeon. I used to watch that every... <laughs> yeah, watch that every... And I just, I always had the theme song stuck in my head. So I'll do that for you right now. This is... The theme tune to Stop the Pigeon to leave you with today. Um, that was Muttley. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do a Muttley impression. <laughs> that is it. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.